Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, Eric Coe, you here in studio with us, Coach. It's great to see you. And I guess I, not to say former head coach at Little Rock Christian, that's going to take some getting used to. But anyway, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks, fellas, for having me on today. And uh, it's, uh, it's an honor to be here. DJ had the same response when I told him what you were doing that I had when I heard about it. I was like, wait a minute, Coach is doing what? But then I found out you'd actually been going to Israel for some time and spreading the fun of football, the joy of football, and I'm assuming spreading the word a little bit too over there, knowing you. Yeah, you know, football is, obviously I'm biased, but it is my favorite sport. It's growing around the world, actually, the the football interest. Uh, you know, the NFL is, is putting a lot of, uh, of investment in trying to get football, especially flag football, spread throughout the, the world. But, uh, um, you know, I get asked a lot of times, how did I get started in this? And, and just the quick version is 20 years ago, I was uh, um, uh, guiding educational tours uh, in Israel for when I was coaching and teaching in West Tennessee, in Jackson, Tennessee, and one of the guys I subcontracted out was a uh, football guy starting a, uh, a league there, and one thing led to another, and he said, man, I just, we need your help. Found out I was a football coach, and we're starting football league here. We don't know what we're doing, so I was kind of on the ground level of, uh, of the uh, first tackle football in the nation state of Israel, and uh, it's been a great experience the last 20 years, helping on and off, and I've done various things from camps to uh, um, you know clinics, coaching clinics, and uh, that was kind of right at the start of uh, of you know the the internet world. So it was it wasn't Skype, but whatever was before Skype, I was doing coaching clinics for the uh, Israeli coaches, and you know uh, football is is I love it. It is a great game to develop young men, but in that situation, yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> in and I could talk all day on that, but. Uh, in that culture, it's it's even more as it bridges, you know, Arabs and Jews. Uh, we've got Arabs and Jews both playing, you know, on the teams. And, you know, sport is a great uh, bridge between, you know, various uh, – Socioeconomic backgrounds, religions, uh, cultural you know, divides. It, yes, yes, there's there's a lot of concentric circles of conflict uh, uh, in the Middle East, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, this is a great way to bridge those gaps. Uh, how long are you going to be there? Yeah, so so what my project is now is I'm developing a high school national team that will compete in Europe uh, next year. So this first stint, I'll be there about two months, and I'm watching, you know, games and basically picking like an all-star team. There's about 600 high school players um, on uh, the various teams across the country, and I'll be, you know, uh, two or three nights a week uh, just scouting and, and, you know, picking eight or ten guys, uh, you know, uh, uh, each night, you know, that are probably the best players on the field, that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. uh, and so my initial job is to create a roster, essentially, you know, of about 100 guys. I'm going to take about 100 so we can have a good training camp and, and practice and install sessions when I go back. So I'll go back in the summer for about eight weeks to install everything, um, you know, for this all-star team and everything and to prep them to play a year from now in spring, uh, spring of 25 in Europe. 
Do you have an Israeli Walker White identified yet? <laughs> well, you know, I, people ask all the time. And you know, last summer I was over there doing some training camps and things and practices and, and so forth. And, and out of, you know, we did about 60, 70 guys. Um, and there were probably five that could play for us at, like, Little Rock Christian and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And, and probably uh, uh, maybe maybe one or two that, that might start, but definitely could play and mm-hmm. contribute and that sort of thing. So most of the guys uh, are not, you know, southern uh, football level, you right. know. But, uh, yeah, but they love the game and they're learning and uh, and we're uh, – we're uh, uh, trying to get better, you know. What's the biggest part of the learning curve for kids that have not been exposed to football? What's the hardest thing to pick up for them? Because, because we've been around it our whole lives. Like, we started playing flag football when we were little and then tackle football in sixth yeah. grade for me. Like, what's the hardest thing for people who have not been exposed to it? The biggest problem they have is actually the hand-eye coordination because in a soccer-based society, mm. which most of the world is besides uh, besides the United States, and of course the ones that have played basketball actually have better you know, hand-eye coordination and that sort of thing, but the biggest thing is the hand-eye coordination, finding that QB, like you just mentioned earlier, uh, because again, they just haven't grown up throwing any type of ball. Yeah. Uh, they actually know the game really well because you know, NFL is piped, you know, every weekend there. So they're football fans. They enjoy the game. Uh, the one plus I've worked with the adult leagues too, the you know, kind of semi pro teams they have over there, which how I started actually, uh, that's how they started with, you know, guys in their twenties and thirties playing uh, playing football. What I found is is the, you know, fifteen to eighteen year olds are actually a lot more pliable and learn quicker uh their pad level gets lower quicker that, yeah. that's the biggest thing because when you take these adults and some of these adults i mean they're military guys they're they're in great shape and everything but the pad level is so high mm. uh they struggle with being that late in life you know learning how to play the game so low you sit on a a sidelines of an nfl game and you just it'll shock you the pad level of those guys and how their their knee bend and their back Bend is is such a level that the game is just is just played at a much lower base. And you, you see and now so when I talk about recruits, I just I get all excited when I see how how well they are at using their hips. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing and translate over to power. Like you said, you want to get tossed out the club on the offensive line. Come off with some high pads. Uh, anyone, <laughs> Justin, you can get out there and toss some people around with a bad or poor pad level. You talk about uh, learning curves and teaching them. You know. Communication is such an important part. I'm assuming, I don't want to sound naive here, there's a pretty big language barrier, I would say. There's actually not. That's the plus. And that's wow. one reason I'm able to do it with my uh, you know, southern country uh, <laughs> accent is most everyone knows English. Wow. Um, there's times where, you know, phrases or euphemisms or whatever uh, may get lost in translation. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, most of everybody I work with, I would say it's it's above 80 percent, almost 90 percent uh, um, know English. And if they don't, um, some of the like Russian immigrants to Israel struggle with English. Um, they get kind of translated. You know, somebody will translate. Uh-huh. Uh, some of the Arabs only know Arabic and uh, so. So again, it'll be translated. So in a, you know, in a, if I'm working with 50, 60 guys, there's there's only three or four that have a, a language barrier and so forth, and the guys around them can quickly, you know, translate yep. and everything. Because I think that would have uh, eliminated this long ago if, yep. if uh, you know. And I've gotten to a point where I can read Hebrew, uh, some Arabic, but I, I can't speak it. Yeah. So. We're talking to Eric Koyu for just tuning in again, former Little Rock Christian head coach, now working uh, overseas. Some you're still connected to Christian at this point. 
And will continue to be so? Are you still going to do some things with the program? Well, I just I'm going to be the biggest fan. I've got a couple more weeks. Yep. You know, I head out actually two weeks uh, from yesterday, and so that's kind of my uh, uh, final thing, you know. And I'm just there uh, right now. Just um, you know, I want to obviously help all the seniors get you know signed in a home in college that uh, you know wanted to play, and then um, just kind of helping Dustin and the rest of the staff with questions and you know ordering things and inventories and whatever things they need. I'm there as a resource. I don't want to get in the way though. You right. know, so uh, it's uh, it's Dustin's ship now. So I'm just kind of there as a resource at this point. Having so, been involved this long, sorry, DJ, no, having been involved this long, what made you pull the trigger on moving to do this now? versus having an opportunity to do it. I'm sure you did years ago. Yeah, I, I, I'm i in a new phase in life, essentially, you know, and, and we're all aging. <laughs> and uh, I would say there were a couple things that, that, you know, maybe was a trigger point. You know, uh, those that know me, you know, my father passed, uh, you know, recently, uh, um, you know, uh, um, I'm, you know, hit the big 50 milestone, you know, and you start thinking about, okay, what, what phase now I've been, I've been, I was in finance four years, I've been coaching high school football for 25 years. And, you know, at some point you kind of think, Hey, what do I want to do next transition next? You know, what, uh, what season or phase of life I am. And I felt like this was a, a great point to do that. Um, believe that, you know, uh, seven years at, at Little Rock Christian, I've been able to kind of establish, Hey, this is a, how you run a program this is what you know needs to be there for success i feel like we have a great uh outstanding coaching staff really the best coaching staff in the state assembled there and you know i just felt like it's a great time to to uh you know kind of move into a new, new phase of life yeah i think that maybe maybe answered my question I, I said you've been doing this for a while now uh as far as the israel overseas thing I was going to ask, did Little Rock Christian know this was on the menu for you before they hired you to be their head coach? And I'm assuming they had an idea, but... Yeah, you know, actually, the the I'd spent several months in Israel uh, working with the adult national team before I took the Little Rock Christian job. So uh, Dr. Arnold, Johnny Watson, those guys kind of knew that, hey, this is something I'm going to be gone a couple times a year. I usually mm-hmm. go, you know, during the Christmas break or summer, you know, dead season, dead week periods is usually, you know, I've gone over there, occasionally spring break. So they knew I was kind of working, you know, there on a part-time basis a couple times a year and, you uh, um, you know, and I had told them on the front end. I said, "Look, I'm at least uh, at least be there five years, no more than ten, because I kind of said there's some things I want to do uh, before I get too old to do them." And so seven, kind of right in the middle between five and ten. So uh, just uh, felt like it was a God thing and timing. And I'll tell you something else. You know, a lot of people o- October seventh really. Uh, played heavy in this decision because uh, a lot of people just assume that, um, you know, okay, it's a war zone now. You don't need to be going over there ever again. I actually think the opposite. I think now's a great time, um, you know, to be over there because of the chaos, because of uh, the war situation. And uh, and I kind of have a we are martial viewpoint of life, you know. And so, so, you know, that's a great movie. It teaches resilience. It teaches, you know, the best way of, of handling
handling uh, tragic situations. I mean, really tragic situations is to persevere, is to keep going, is to be resilient. So in, you know, uh, November, December, they started back with soccer and basketball, kids back in school. Uh, they started the, the high school football season in, in you know, end of January. So, mm-hmm. you know, they postponed it a little bit. And I felt like, hey, this is now the time because a lot of their high school coaches, guys, are in the reserves. They're fighting in Gaza. And so there's a gap, and I feel like it's a great time to be a, a good, uh, uh, you know, a good, uh, good work here. Yeah, I'm curious about you mentioned you just mentioned a movie. I was thinking, uh, remember the Titans, and yes. again, you're talking about distinct cultural differences and blending things together because football may be a religion in the South, but it doesn't have a religion. So I'm curious when you've got people who are from distinctly different cultural backgrounds, especially those who are brought up to hate another one. Uh, how well do you blend that, or how do you make that work? And are you is everybody able to leave that off the field? Yeah. So, so one thing, football over there is a subset. You know, it it's just not. I mean, soccer is the thing, basketball second, and so if you are involved in football, whether you're, you know, the women's leagues flat, they have flag leagues for you know uh, girls and women. They've got, uh, you know, the high school age tackle and then the uh, adult tackle. If you're involved in football, you love it so much because it'd be like you know rugby here in the United States or or you know it's it's such a subculture that they love it so much that they are able to to put their uh, you know religious differences aside actually um, and it's quite fascinating really because you've got a blend of, of the teams there that look quite differently culturally religiously racially all the the mix but the common denominator is the love of the game yeah. and uh, they they're, they're sort of the fanatics, if you will, uh, for football. You're they're- clearly passionate about the the influence and the impact football can have on people, and I want to talk to you about that after the break. Can you stick around for a few more? Absolutely. All yeah. right, we, we got to hit a quick timeout. We'll come back. More with Eric Koyu. I know DJ's got some more questions, too. Hang on if you want to get in. 661-1037-1047 in the zone. 1051 back in the zone. Eric Koyu, former Little Rock Christian head coach, now taking his expertise to Israel to coach over there and You've already alluded to it, Coach, and I've heard you talk about this before, and I love – I think a lot of people have a passion for the game, but you have a passion, I think, for the impact of the game in a way that a lot of people don't necessarily understand or feel. As someone who's coached it for 25 years, you've got a different perspective. I know DJ probably shared those thoughts because you kind of alluded to and he chimed in with some uh, excitement about that. But why do you think football has been so impactful, or what do you think is so impactful about the game for young people? Yeah, well, I think it teaches a toughness level, a endurance level that's needed. You know, uh, um, you can slide that around in front of you need to, but life is tough, and um, you know, there's not a sport. You know, all sports I think are good for for stress factors and and overcoming stress, overcoming adversity. But I think a team sports do a little better job of working with others and, you know, the chemistry necessary, um, you know, to have a successful team. But also I think the physical demanding sports, you know, obviously wrestling, boxing, there are other physically demanding sports, but, you know, football is the team 
has the team component, uh, a lot of different moving parts. There's a spot for a little guy like myself. There's a spot for a kicker. There's a spot for, you know, uh, uh, big guys that, you know, may not be able to play uh, uh, soccer or basketball mm-hmm. due to movement things. And so so there's a spot for anybody that's really wanting to work hard. And, you know, and, and I'll uh, give a shout-out to your son, Maddox. I mean, he's a perfect example of a guy that's that's not going to play in the NBA, but I'll tell you what, he is an outstanding young football player that does what he's told to do, works as hard as anybody in our program, and we know can count on, you know, that he's going to be at the right spot doing the right thing. He's genetically limited, he's, coach. <laughs> he does his job. Hard worker. But that's going <laughs> to teach him dividends, huge dividends in life mm-hmm. on a on a job and workplace, perseverance through college years and, and early workforce years when it is a struggle for young people and I just think it's a chance to give young guys um, a chance to learn discipline to learn hard work to learn to play for something bigger than themselves we live in a selfish society so it's a you have to really learn sacrifice in football I mean think about the the linemen on a daily basis there's no glory in that mm-hmm. uh, you know there's some quarterback or running back or receiver getting all the glory and uh, um, you know and so it really is a great life lesson but I would say you know just to, to sum it up the resilience and endurance and perseverance uh, learned uh, are huge Huge for development of young men. You couldn't catch me on a football field, Justin. Uh, I was a big basketball guy, and I went to CAC. I think you meant that literally. I I also could not catch you on a football field. Both ways. But uh, I went to CAC, and Tim Perry, the head coach, we were talking about him during break. Uh, He says, uh, he talks to my mom, what are we doing? Get this kid on a football field. I I want to play basketball. I want to play the band, you know, and uh, that was all I wanted to do. So they talked to after much negotiation, no negotiation, he convinced me to try it out. And I told my mom, all right, I'll just do this for two weeks. So this old man will leave me alone. All right. <laughs> but at two weeks, I'm going to need you to say that something happened. And you have to pull me off the team because I don't want to seem like a quitter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just doing this. So he'd leave me alone. And coach, to your point, um, I don't think there is another sport in all of sports that reveals character which gives you an opportunity to persevere. And uh, when you get that first hit, <laughs> that, that, that hit, we all know that hit I'm talking about, uh, you, you have a decision to make, you know, if this is for you, if it's not for you. And so uh, I remember mine, and there was just something inside of me that did not allow me to just stay down. I wanted to get back up. And I said, what's next? What's next? So it became very competitive. Still wasn't sold. Coach Perry took us on a, a nice little a team bonding trip and Camp Dakota, I believe is what it was. And it was awesome. We were there uh, two days. That's my first time. Because you're going to know me. I'm a kid at this time. No dad in his life. No brothers. Just sisters. Very sheltered. And I didn't trust anybody because of my upbringing. Just shut off to the world. I uh, went to this trip. I uh, had a good time. I realized kids at that age do some weird things. So camping trips. But uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, but the last night, we're sitting around this campfire. Tim Perry hands everyone a little chain length, right? And uh, he says, he gives a speech about what this link means to him. And then he gives it to the next person. They add the link together, right? And I'm kind of towards the end of this big circle. And I'm like, all right, this is some weird stuff again. What are these people doing? All right. Th- then I start listening to what they're saying. And by the time that chain, link, uh, that chain gets around to me, it's this huge, strong, bonded thing together. I'm like, I'm sold. I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of this special thing. And so I got up, just opened up, and said, I want 
brothers. And that's exactly what this team gave me. It gave me another sense of family. And from that point on, man, there was nothing that I wouldn't do as far as giving everything I had for the team, which, in my opinion, was my family. And so when you talk about football, I mean, you just get me pumped up. Makes me want to run through a wall right now. (laughs) So I I see. I I literally looked up. You said Passion for the Game. There's Mm -hmm. no movie out right now called Passion for the Game. Okay. What he's doing right now, I could see it one day. And what you're going to bring over there to Israel, man, I'm excited to have you there. You seem like the right person to be there. And uh, there's no telling what – uh, will come from this, and hopefully something special. Another remember the Titans type thing. Yeah, huh? Coach, I got to ask the question: Is you know you talked about how important you think it is, even in this time of war. Are you afraid at all? Do you fear going there? You know, I've been over there during some where they've had some missiles firing, you know, and that sort of thing. So I've been in a bomb shelter a time or two uh, during my time there where the sirens would go off and, and everything. I feel like, you know, really where I'm at, um, you know, in Jerusalem, Tel Aviv area, pretty safe. But there's always there's risk uh, walking down the street, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's just what we're familiar with, what we're not familiar with. And so uh, uh, really don't have a, a big fear factor. Maybe I should. I I don't know, but, uh, you know, uh, but I'll tell you, DJ just talking about his experience gets me fired up yeah. uh, already, let's, let's you know, because, uh, you know, Tim Perry was a great, is a great coach, even better man. I've known him for a long time because, uh, you know, I actually saw him at the Hardy National Championship, talked a little bit. We were both coaching in Alabama at the same time. And, uh, um, you know, he he just does a lot of, of you know, that type of thing, what DJ was talking about, is so instrumental to the brotherhood of football. No doubt. Yep. Coach, we're up against it. Thank you so much for coming in. Best of luck to you. Let's, let's get together when you get back. Let's go to Sounds a game, great. Justin. Thank you, guys. Can we put that on the buzz? I think uh, we're going to put it on KRK. <laughs> Sounds like a great feature story. Can't yeah. wait to see it. Yeah. Coach, thank you. Good, best of luck to you. God bless. 1058, back in a sec. High school and college.